The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening and welcome. Glad you're with us. It is WTMJ Nights. We want you to get involved in the program. The old National Bank Talk text line is 855-616-1620. If you call in, you'll be talking to Matt. Be nice to him. That's how you get to me. And if you want to text, let's start out with our text question of the night. Uh, big news yesterday. What do you think of the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to keep Donald Trump off of the primary ballot? Yes, starting off with a rare political text question of the night, but it is, it is big big news it could have a lot of um, a lot of repercussions down the road. So, what do you think of Colorado Supreme Court's decision to keep Donald Trump off the primary ballot? We're going to be talking a little Packers football because Brandon Snyder will be joining us momentarily, and we will have some Tundra talk. Oh boy, I know Brandon, along with many, many, many other people, was were very upset on. Uh, on Sunday, and uh, we'll see if the Packers can turn things around as they head down to Carolina. We are in the uh, the final. This is our final live show before Christmas. Matt, are you prepared for Christmas yet? Do you have every all your Christmas ducks in a row, or are you still running around? I'm still running around, but I think I got things settled in. There you go. That's nice. I actually wrapped the fir- my first round of gifts today. Because uh, I think I told you our daughter is not going to be here, so she's coming Friday with the uh, the boyfriend, and we're going to have a little pre Christmas thing. And since she and I, uh, much to my chagrin, but at her insistence, are still going in on gifts together for my wife, I had to get those wrapped before uh, before Friday. So an express got- Christmas. Yeah, we're going to do there. I don't know how many Christmases are going to be happening. I know uh, she's coming Friday. Then my mom's coming on Christmas Eve, and then it's just the two of us on Christmas Day, and then I'll be in for Steve Scafidi on the 26th. That's as far as I can really keep things things straight. I know Friday night, though, there will be, and this is, uh, listen, I know to some of you this may be an oxymoron. There is going to be a best of WTMJ nights that uh, Tommy's putting together. So that will run Friday night from 7 to 9. I actually sent him today a special Christmas feature that uh, will be included in the program. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, I, it seems like you can play. I, I don't know about anybody else. You can plan for the holidays. You can have all your, uh, your maybe you have your Christmas shopping done. I'm still waiting for one or two things to be delivered. They're not going to make it. I know it. But, uh, you know, I'll do what my mom used to do when she would wait too long and order something late. And these things we ordered in plenty of time. They're just not getting here. But uh, I don't know if anybody else's either parents or significant others did this. Then my mom would put a picture of what of the gift in the box. So you'd open a box and it would just be a picture of, you know, Paraslip or whatever you That's were That's such getting. a letdown. It is a horrible letdown. But let me ask you this. Is it more of a letdown to get nothing and just have them go, well, your present didn't get here. It'll be here in a couple days. Or do you want to open something and see what you're going to get, you know, down the road? I would rather... It depends because if you get a big box and it has just a picture in it, that's a letdown. But if it's a small envelope with a picture in it and it's something massive, then 
it's a huge promotion. All right, so if you're getting, if if I had ordered you a car and I put a picture of a car in a big box, you'd still be disappointed. No. But then I think you give me the keys. <laughs> of course not. But if but if I get put something in an envelope that was small, uh I don't know, maybe I got you a nice uh fountain pen. And I put you put a picture of that Mount Block fountain pen in an envelope. That wouldn't be. I would still be. It's it's disappointing all the way. Around. It's a cop out because you expect because it's also. If I don't know how all every right, family well, does Christmas. Right, let's, let's use my let's use my predicament as an example. I we ordered my daughter. I got a I got a. Um, so my daughter ordered one of the gifts for my wife, and she ordered it in plenty of time. And when she ordered it, she spoke to. She was assured that it would be here. Now they're saying it's not going to get here. So then you're okay. She's like, "Well, should we just put a picture?" I said, "No, um, we're just going to tell her that there's something else coming, and she'll get it." You know, I'm not going to put a picture. Well, also, you're early, so she'll still will she still get it in time for actual Christmas? No, 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 no. Ooh, no. But she has other stuff. I mean, it's not like it's yeah. That wasn't the only. thing. It's not like you're the only person there without a gift. Right, right. She will have gifts. She will have an additional gift coming in another, I don't know, few days. So her Christmas will be stretched out into next week because one day a box will arrive and I'll say, hey, look, Merry Christmas. Here you go. And I can always, I can always throw my daughter under the bus. She's the one, all the stuff I ordered, it's here. Ooh. (laughs) That's right. And I ordered it after her. You said she's going to Pennsylvania, right? She is going to be in State College, home of the Penn State Nittany Lions. Just wait till she gets in the car. The second the key's in the ignition, she's the one that made the mistake, not me. She's in the car. She can't fight you back. Everybody wins. That's, that, is exactly my, that is exactly my plan, Matt. Always blame somebody else, especially when it's true that it's their fault. That's the way to do it. Uh, yeah, so Christmas is, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. The, uh, the preparations are going. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, holiday tipping and... If your kids are still in school, maybe tomorrow's their last day. I know tomorrow's our last day uh, in school. Some people are going to school through Friday. You might be wondering about teacher gift etiquette. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Let's take a quick break. We'll find out uh, if we're going to be doing some Tundra Talk next. lot to get to. And the text question of the night, what do you think of the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to keep Donald Trump off the primary ballot? A lot to do on WTMJ Nights. It's time for Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Here's your host, Brian Newton, with Brandon Snide. Yes, sir, it is Tundra Talk. Brandon Snide is with us as he is every week. You can hear Brandon every morning and read all his thoughts on WTMJ uh, Brandon, welcome. Uh, it seems like only yesterday that uh, things had turned around for the Packers, and we were, dare we say, hopeful. We were enthused. We thought, oh, the postseason, which seemed like a wild dream at the beginning of the season, was now within our grasp. And then the last two weeks happened. What is going on? Uh, I know you put a lot of blame at the feet of Joe Barry, where do we stand? What's the problem? What yeah, you know, Brian, it's just it's kind of one of those things where um, I think the offense as a whole, they've it's been pretty good, right? Like it's 
it's definitely been improved. They definitely turned a corner, I would say, over the past month or so, really since that uh, that Steelers game, even though they lost. So the offense has kind of been, you know, you know, a pretty good, consistent unit. I would say the defense is exactly what we always thought they would be and what they always were. Um, and you just, on Sunday, I mean, you allowed Baker Mayfield, again, back-to-back weeks allowing the NFC player of the, uh, of the week to to play against the uh, the Packers defense that's littered with first-round talent. Um, it, it's one of the most frustrating things to watch the game. You know, it, while I'm watching that yeah. game, every third down, yeah, I'm sitting there watching it with, with some friends and family. It's third and six. I'm like, they're going to get eight yards here. Third, third, third and ten, they'll get 12. Like, it, it never failed, and I believe they converted over 80% of their third downs on a Sunday. I think Baker Mayfield completed his first seven passes of the game. You know, yeah, it's just he had a, a perfect passer rating. It, it was yeah, yeah. One I'm of the like, only the only visiting Baker quarterbacks Mayfield. to ever do it. <laughs> it's uh, you know Baker Mayfield is a long way from his prime if he ever had a prime. And man, <laughs> the Packers made him look sweet. And it, and you're, it's it's a team on defense. It's a unit, and you can tell by their actions on the field. You can tell by the things that they're saying. You know, after the game, during the week of practice, they're just not bought into the scheme. Brian, you know, they're just not bought into it. You know, when you you are building a team, you know, where you're trying to build the trenches up, and that's what they've done. You know, Kenny Clark, Lucas Van Ness, who, who had another uh, good game uh, for the Packers, the first-round uh, draft pick out of Iowa this year, Devondre Wyatt. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're building the right pieces, but they're just not using them the right way. It's, it's just not sustainable. And when you have guys, you've got bump-and-run corners, which – is what Eric Stokes is. It's what Carrington Valentine are. And you're playing them on a third and four, and you're playing them 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. You're taking away from what they're good at. You're taking away yeah. from the strength of that player, and you're not allowing them to, to play into the, into the strengths. And, and, you're, and you're really just putting one hand behind their back and telling them to go out and make a play. You know? and, well, and, I, read, and if the front, I read that Matt LaFleur had a meeting with the defensive players yeah. on Monday. Do you yeah, did a, you hear anything yeah. that came out of that? No, no, and I don't think anybody's going to. And, and well, you hope nobody does because then somebody's talking that probably right. shouldn't be talking. Um, but I think you saw, you you know, you're starting to see, you know, this team kind of stand up to. I don't want to say stand up to Matt Lafleur or Joe Barry because I feel like that's you know the wrong way to describe it. But you're starting to see a team express some frustrations yeah. off the field and, and say, hey, man, you know we're you know, we're, we're talented. It's a talent. It's a, it really is like people, I think don't understand how talented that defense can be that the personnel is there. I mean, they have, you and I have talked about it uh, outside of the safety position. And when Jair is healthy, I mean, they got all pros at almost every level, you know, other than safety, you know, a cornerback linebacker, Devondre Campbell, but he's, you know, banged up this year. And obviously Kenny Clark on the defensive line and Rashawn Gary. I mean, they have the talent there, they're just not being used right. And when you're not being used right, you know, it's like anything. You know, if you go to work every day and you, you know, they take away what you're good at and make you do something that you're not good at, you know, and then blame right. you for not being good at it, you know, it's going to, it's eventually going to turn into the other direction. And you're going to start pointing the finger. So you hope the meeting clears a little bit of that up. You know, they it's still got something to play for. I know it's a 19% chance of them getting back into the playoffs. Right. Um, but, you know, you and I have been back and forth with the playoff discussion. You know, this year was, was more about seeing things and, and figuring things out. 
Um, and I think they're going to have their answer on Joe Barry. I was going to say the until they the toyed with us and then gave us gave us these hopes. <laughs> Happened. Uh, so where do you, obviously nothing's going to change before the end of the season, right? Matt Lafleur is not getting no. rid of Joe Barry before the end of the year. No, and I I've been back and forth on this, Brian, because I say, well, you got to do it. You got to send a message to your locker room, to your team. Um, but then, like, I don't know what that does for a team, you know, inside a locker room with three games left and technically you're still in the playoff race. Like you don't want to disrupt, you know, a, a whole culture. Now if the Packers were, you know, what are they? Six and eight. Now let's say they were three and 11, you know, maybe things would be a little bit different. Right. Um, and, and, and they could go about their, their ways. But I, I think Matt LaFleur is trying to remain consistent to finish out the year. I can't imagine that Joe Barry is back. I couldn't imagine, to be honest with you, Brian, I was shocked that he was retained a year ago. Right. So I can't imagine, uh, you know, I cannot imagine that Matt LaFleur is going to look at his, or, you know, at the team, you know, and Brian Goodikins at the organization and, and say, hey, going forward, this is our guy. I just, I can't imagine. I think Matt LaFleur is a big, he's real big on player-led teams, right? You, you've, he's right. talked about it so many times. And I think, you know, he had a meeting with Devondre Campbell. I think he's probably starting to hear, you know, the, you know, the chirping and the talking of like, Hey, you know, if you want us to be leaders on this team, we're going to tell you how we feel. And, and Joe Barry is just not, he's just not, it It was a bad hire to begin with. I, you know, he hasn't done anything in his career up until recently of, uh, you know, having a, a few good games in green Bay. Other than that, I mean, he was yeah. part of that Owen 16 team in, in, um, in Detroit, Washington, USC. I mean, he just, he hasn't really been successful uh, wherever he's been. He's been a better assistant than he has been coordinator. Let's turn our focus to Matt LaFleur because uh, one of the big questions, for uh, one of the positives, Aaron Jones was back. He, he yeah. you know, first drive, big yardage. He's got, uh, he had 44 yards, eight strong rushes on the first drive. And then uh, he only gets five more touches for the rest of the game. Why? Yeah, that was a weird thing because so when Matt LaFleur said, hey, Aaron Jones is going to play, but he's going to be on a pitch count. And he said anywhere between, you know, 10 to 15 snaps. But like you said, on the first drive, you know, he racks up all these yards and carries. You're like, well, that doesn't sound like a guy that's going to be on a pitch count, right? Like it sounds like a guy that's back to being normal. Um, and and the problem with Matt LaFleur is his credibility kind of goes out the window with, with this stuff because yeah. how many times after a game do you hear, Boy, we really got to get Aaron Jones the ball again. That's that's on me. We got to get Aaron, and he's and he says yeah, we've it all been the talking time. Talking about like, that all season, right? So I, th- you know, that's a head scratcher, and I don't know if he was really ever asked about that. Uh, you know, about that question. It's it's a team that, you know, it, it's it's almost a miracle that that they were able to score twenty points in that game. I mean, Jaden Reed goes down. You know, he's in and out of out of the lineup with a toe injury that he suffered in that game. He was banged up going into the game. And then um, Dontavian Wicks, you know, with a high ankle sprain, usually is a, a multi-week injury. He was in and out of the game Sunday. And then somehow they, they strung together 20 points. Yeah, I have no idea how, but they did. Um, and we're really up there in the end of the game until the, until that fourth quarter. But, you know, I, as much as I love Aaron Jones, Brian, and I think he's one of the most dynamic players in the national football league. He's the Packers true home run hitter. He's right. just a guy that you just can't rely on to be a hundred percent at any point in the season. You know, as frustrating as it is, as great as he is, he's a true Packer. I mean, he really is, you know, bleeds green and gold. I mean, I love him. 
he's one of my favorites, but he's a guy where you just, you're not going to be able to count on him for, for a whole season. And, yeah. and unfortunately, you know, when, when you have a team that you have this year, you know, you were building around Aaron Jones to hopefully feed off of, of what he brings. And it just, it hasn't, it hasn't come to fruition, unfortunately. Well, we've got to put that game uh, aside because Christmas Eve in Carolina, it sounds like a Hallmark movie, but it is going to be uh, the next game, a noon start on Sunday against the Panthers. Ah, boy. Um, what, what, what do you think is going to happen? Packers have to win out, right? They have to win the next three to get into the playoffs? They got it. Yeah. If they if, So there's a lot of calculations, a lot of percentages if the Packers win out, they have a 95% chance of going to the playoffs. So, you know, really you could say it's destiny's in their hands. Uh, Matt LaFleur will tell you one, one day at a time, one game at a time, one week at a time. Uh, there's absolutely, Brian, no reason at all whatsoever <laughs> that the Packers should lose this game. There's, there's just not. There's not. Bryce Young hasn't thrown a touchdown in a month. Like, they have not. There, there's nothing that that team does that's good. That their play calling's atrocious. They fired their coach halfway through this season. Their defense is a mess. Their pass defense ranks 27th in the National Football League. Like they're not a good team whatsoever. However, I couldn't <laughs> I was tell waiting. you. I was waiting. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what what Packers team you're going to get because in the last month we have seen them beat the first place Detroit Lions on a short week in Detroit. Right. Patrick Mahomes the defending Super Bowl champions, and then consecutively lost to a guy named Tommy DeVito and Baker Mayfield. One yeah, of those games were at home. Top so, quarterbacks I mean, I, in the know, game. <laughs> you talk about, you know, like hot and cold. I, I mean, on paper, it should not be close. Like, it shouldn't – this should be a, a game where, you know, the Packers, given health, you know, I still think even if they're not, you know, having a key guys like, you know, A.J. Uh, AJ Dillon who has a broken thumb, you know – I think they still, you know, maybe Jair Alexander not returning, but I, I think even if those guys don't play, it should you should still have it should still be a victory. I mean, it should, it still should be a win. Carolina is one of the worst football teams in, in football over the last, not just this year, over the last few years, uh, in many different categories. So it's not a game where, especially if a team that's chasing a playoff spot, I know six and eight doesn't sound like a playoff team, but they're technically still chasing a playoff spot right. um, with everything to play for, and you you win in Carolina. And you have two division games. You know, one of the teams that you're playing, you, you've owned over the last decade, and then you got to go to Minnesota, who who doesn't have a, a, a you know real good starting caliber quarterback either. So those are very winnable games. And you add in Carolina, you know, I think this Packer team has something to prove come Sunday. I, you know, I just do you do you think Joe there's Barry, going to be any Joe, with, change to the defensive scheme though? Is 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 Lafleur is Lafleur talking to uh, Joe Barry on? All right, we got to we got to make some changes well, here because. He did mention he did mention LaFleur mentioned Monday that he was going to be in the defensive room this week. Okay. So, you know, take that for what it you know, what it's worth. I don't know what that exactly is going to entail. Now I will say, because again, of track record, changes don't happen, unfortunately, under Matt LaFleur. You know, we don't see, you know, changes where he talks about, you know, we gotta be impressed man or we gotta be in more base you know defense but then the next week it's it we see the same stuff so until right, what's happens, your prediction you, you, this i know you said go, the packers should win 
So what, the Packers, where are you going? They're going to they're going to win. It might be okay. a frustrating game. Um, you know, real quick, Jordan Love's been terrific. You know, I know he he didn't have a great game um, in New York, but he bounced back on yeah. Sunday and, and you know, twenty nine of thirty nine, almost three hundred yards and two touchdowns. He, he's 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 been the solid. He's been the the main reason the team's been successful really over the past month. Um, so I'm gonna I think Jordan Love's gonna ride that into Carolina. He's gonna have another good game. Uh, two or three touchdowns. The Packers are going to win 27-17. But it's not going to be a All right. it's not going to be a blowout. But I, it, it, yeah, it's a game where the Green Bay Packers should absolutely win. Carolina. Uh, talk about the Packers not being healthy. Carolina is their injury list is uh, is just as long as Green Bay's. So it's going to be a game where where both teams have frustrating moments throughout. But uh, Joe Barry's literally coaching for his job, which is probably already toast anyway. But yeah. I think he's going to give. Uh, I think he's going to give the players a little bit more of a voice this week and, and allow them to kind of dictate what you know how they want to run things. And, and hopefully, you see a, a much improved uh, performance out of out of the Packers on on Christmas Eve. They better not ruin Christmas, Brian. I was going to say I don't want you angry on Christmas <laughs> Eve, carrying over to Christmas Day. I don't want the family, the Snide family, uh, affected at all by this game. So I hope your prediction is correct. Brandon, thanks. We'll talk next week. Have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, and, and like I said, we'll talk next week, hopefully after a Packers win and one more step thanks. toward a postseason bid. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Have a good holiday. Thanks. You too. All right, let's do this. That is news time, WTMJ. Ah, my goodness. Yes, this is the last live show before Christmas. Uh, we will be here till 8 o'clock, and then it is Brewers Weekly with Tom Catronio. And then Friday night, we will be uh, playing a best of WTMJ nights. I know. Thankfully, we were able to cobble together two hours worth of uh, of best of stuff for uh, Friday. Our text question of the night. What do you think of Colorado Supreme Court's decision to keep Donald Trump off the primary ballot? Now, Matt will back me up. I am only I am reading all of the ones we got, and both are very, uh, very in favor of this from the 414. Great. Hope Supreme Court upholds it. And uh, fantastic move with four exclamation points. So you are entitled to your opinions. I uh, I tend to agree with the with the texters up to a point, but um, it's going to be a big thing. Now we're all focused on the holidays, and we talk about tipping a lot in this society. Everybody, oh man, I everywhere you go, you're being hit up for tips. The the screens being we get we're tired of tipping we have tipping fatigue but the holidays come and there is a feeling of obligation to tip certain people who who do things for you throughout the year you know um, and so then it's always like oh well how much do I if do I give extra do I you know what do I do. What do I do for the people who help me out throughout the year when it comes to tipping? And it's, you know, there's always there's always different things. Like I didn't know you could tip your Amazon driver. I know a lot of people will leave. Uh, I know a lot of people will leave baskets on the porches, like with snacks and some water and stuff, and a note for the Amazon drivers. Hey, you know, or, or any person who's delivering to your house. Uh, hey, take something. I, I've never done that. Um, Sometimes I feel like I should, but then I don't because I'm lazy. Uh, and then you can also, if uh, you can also go on and um, 
there's something on the Amazon app where you can tip your Amazon driver, or they'll give them uh, they'll give them five bucks, you know, per delivery if you if you thank your Amazon driver. So I was reading this the other day in the Journal Sentinel, and they asked some etiquette experts about tipping during the holidays. All right, uh, another just to be fair. I'm sorry, you wanted a tip. Yes, I do want a tip. I always want it. Nobody tips me. Matt never gives me a little on the way out the door, and, and I don't tip him either. We just both look at each other with disdain and then walk away in shame. Um, to be fair, we got a text uh, text response saying it is not right, the Colorado Supreme Court's decision. I just want to make sure I'm getting both sides out there because why not? All right, so here's what etiquette experts recommend tipping. Uh, now, Matt, you're in, a, you're in a generation that gets a bad rap when it comes to tipping. Do you believe in tipping? Be necessary, sir. I still have some tip left over. <laughs> I believe doing? in it, but at the same time, there are so many times where I've been told you're going to tip this person what you usually tip this person, and then you're going to tip this person five extra dollars for Christmas. Right. Yeah, some situations, giving... yes. Other situations, no. All right. Who would be a yes for you? My barber. Because yeah, I go to that person on a regular occasion. Yes, I agree with that. Now, I just started with a new barber. And uh, so two weeks ago was my only second haircut with him. So I just tipped him his regular amount. You know, I I'd see that. Uh, yeah. Now, back in the day when I had gone to the same barber for years at a time, yes, uh, I would any any haircut right around the holidays, there was a big extra tip, you know. So, yes, I agree with the barber. I see them all the time. We used to tip. Like, when I was a kid, I remember a big thing was, like, the garbage men and the mailman because we had the same guys all the time. Wally was our mailman. He was the only person on the route. The same garbage men came and picked up our garbage every week. We knew them. So, you know, on garbage day, right before Christmas, we'd be waiting, and my my mom would give us an envelope, and we'd run it out to the garbage man, and we'd put something in the mailbox with Wally's name on it, and, and he would take that. And when I was real little, we had a milkman. Um, and so we the same thing. But those were people that you saw all the time. Now, I've seen like five or six different uh, people bringing my mail here yeah, to the house. If, if, here's my rule of thumb, and it's different nowadays than it was even 10 years ago. Yeah. But if you don't come to my house on a regular basis relative to your job, there's no Christmas tip. Mailman, for example, if the same person runs the route, you get a Christmas tip. Garbage person, same thing. Yep. Even maybe not to the same extent, but if you have the same service person come over to your house frequently, that might fall into that too. But for Amazon and anything commercial... There's, and there's no consistency there. Forget it. No, I don't know who I don't know who's bringing bringing my stuff. All right. Well, according to the etiquette experts, and I put that in air quotes. Please don't. You know, I don't know. I haven't vetted these so-called experts, but uh, the Journal Sentinel quoted them for let's say for the postal workers, uh, mail carriers. According to the website, the USPS our per carriers are permitted to accept gift cards worth twenty dollars or less. From customers on special occasions like Christmas, checks or gift cards that can be exchanged for cash are not permitted, though. All right, so you can give a, you could give like a a Starbucks card or a Burger King card, you know, 
Maybe maybe some of those McDonald's uh, gift certificates like you used to give to little kids. UPS and FedEx. According to their websites, both companies discourage cash and gift cards. Uh, customers can visit the UPS Code of Business Conduct section on gifts. And, uh, that sounds like too much work. Yeah. To see if a gift's appropriate. Here's the thing. Uh, if I want it, like, I know, if I, all right, say I had a home office and the same UPS person was delivering every day, like they do in office buildings. I know, I know friends of mine who work in an office, they get to know their UPS uh, person because that person is there every day dropping off packages. Well, that person deserves a little something, you know? That person's a part of the office. Formula. Yes, it's part of the office, so here you go. Uh, but I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to go uh, searching through a website to try to figure out what I'm supposed to give a UPS. But also, who, I know there are rules, but let's say Jimmy delivers for UPS to the office every single day of the year. Right. I view Jimmy as more a part of my office, even though he's probably a part of 13 other offices, right. than a UPS employee. Jimmy gets something. Jimmy gets Jimmy gets his beak wet, and he doesn't say a word. Jimmy's smart exactly. enough to know. Exactly. Jimmy, this is between you and me. Merry Christmas. Thanks for a great uh, great year of service. Go, oh, Mr. Noonan, you are such a benevolent employer. I go, yes, I am, Jimmy. Now, here's another. Here's a little something else just for the compliment. Keep them coming. You know, goes both ways, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, Wow, I just had a whole thing with Jimmy. And scene. Thank you. Uh, that's the Brian Noonan players with Boss and Jimmy. Uh, here's the thing about Amazon. So, okay. There's no official policy regarding tipping, according to Amazon. But during the holiday season, your driver can receive a $5 tip through the company's Thank My Driver program. Um, you could just say, Ale- "Oh, I don't." I was going to say, I wasn't going to say it, but I don't have a. I don't have Alexa in the house. I don't think. Alexa, Thank My Driver, and um, or by searching Thank My Driver on the Amazon website or app. And the driver who completed the customer's most recent delivery will be notified of their appreciation. And Amazon says the first two million thank yous will also send $5 to the driver at no cost to the customer. That encourages people to go into work, though. Can you imagine if you're the main driver on a route, all of a sudden you call in sick and then somebody else does your route for you and they get the prize? Five bucks a pop. Now, I could see if, I don't know. I've seen some people, uh, some people's porches, and there's boxes stacked all over. If I got a guy who's delivered, you know, cases of wine and a mattress and a TV and all kinds of things, it doesn't cost it doesn't cost you anything to thank your driver. Amazon's going to give him that five. Or if you know some gigantic delivery is coming, and you know, sometimes the, occasionally we will get wine delivered to the house. Um, because there's a great, you know, a great deal, whatever, and the the it's like 18 bottles of wine. It's a pretty heavy box, and if I'm not here, there's been uh, drivers who will just put it inside the door for my wife instead of leaving it out on the uh, out on the porch, which is great. I don't know if she's ever tipped them. Um, that's up to her. Uh, but when it's when it's a big order like that and very heavy, then I would say yes. Um, you can also leave the, the aforementioned baskets of stuff on your door, drinks and snacks. And, uh, you know, whether it's Amazon or UPS or FedEx or, uh, DHL, whoever, I don't want to leave out any delivery service so they don't get mad, but, um, there you go. All right. We'll finish up with the hairdresser since that was the one that Matt, you brought up first, your barber, your, if you go to the same hairdresser, whatever you do. Um, so what... 
percentage-wise, I'm not going to get into your actual dollar amounts. Percentage-wise, what would you say you tip on a normal haircut, Matt? A normal haircut would be between 20 and 25%, depending on the hairdressing style I get done. Okay. So, yeah, sometimes you go very severe, so you got to give them a little something extra. Yeah. All right. So what would you? how much would you up that then for your Christmas tip? Plus dollar amount, it would be plus... Well, percentage amount, yeah. Or if you want to go dollar... Dollar would be plus dollar. 10. I'm trying to okay. do the elementary math nice. skills to figure out percentage, but All right. well, that's, it'd be plus no, that's $10. Great. Nice. Okay. That's. I think that's a nice jump. I think that's a nice uh, a nice bump. They also say that if it's the owner of the spa or the head barber, you don't have to get... I don't know. It gets too complicated. Here's the thing. If you want, if somebody has been taking care of you all year and you feel generous, give them what you want. People will, people will be appreciative. You know, unless uh, you know, you give a guy a buck. Forget it. Just keep the buck. You don't need. It. They don't need it. Let's talk though quickly about people who usually could use something, but uh, you know, only two times a year do you think to give a teacher a gift. And this week is one of those times. We'll talk a little teacher gift etiquette. And if there is a teacher out there or teachers, please, you can text or call the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. I want to hear what the teachers are getting for Christmas because it is always a mixed bag to say the least. We'll talk about that after this. It's WTMJ Nights. WTMJ Knights, Brian Noonan here until 8 o'clock. Then it is Brewers Weekly with Dom Catronio. We were talking about holiday tipping. Uh, somebody from the 414 asks, here's a question. How do you tip your regular USPS driver? Uh, how can you make sure that person gets it? Most of us are not home. That's true. During the day, we are not. Um, I, this is just a suggestion. I, I don't know the layout of your mailbox. Like mine is on the side of my, mine's just on the side of my house. I would tape it to the inside of the lid because nobody's going to... The chances of somebody coming and opening your mailbox who is not your mail carrier is probably pretty slim. So if you tape it to the inside of the uh, the lid or the inside of the door to your mailbox and write, you know, mail carrier, I don't know if you know their name or whatever, that's probably the best way, uh, I guess. Uh, the 920 just tipped my regular barber 40 bucks. She asked me, do you know that's 40 bucks?" I said, I did, and you deserve it. Very good. Merry Christmas. That was nice. All right, from the 414, I was a mail carrier, never expected a tip. Some people thought I was deserving of one, but I never looked for it. I was just doing my job, but I never refused it. I didn't want to offend them. And I, that's very nice. I think most people going about their day uh, in in that kind of job aren't expecting a tip. Sometimes it's nice around the holidays, especially if you're, you know, your mail's always there. And it's, like I said, if it's the same person, and I don't, I, I don't know, even, even when I'm at my mom's house, you know, her mail comes at all different times. Uh, sometimes it doesn't come for a couple of days. It's always brought by somebody different. Um, that's the way it is at our house. I mean, the mail comes at the same time every day, but we always have a, there's always different carriers. It's hard to, it's hard to build that connection that um, sometimes you have. All right, but you know who you do have a connection with, your kids' teachers, and uh, this is the time of year when it's, oh, we got to give something to the teacher for uh, Christmas. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, you um, do. Well, see, 
it's a, it's a nice thing to do, but teachers don't expect it either. You know, if if because some, I guess it depends on your district. Like we don't have a lot of um, my district's pretty uh, not real well to do. Let's say it's very uneven economically. Some people have some money, some people don't. So you never expect it. Um, last year it was not. Last year I got a uh, got a little. One of the kids brought me a little basket with some wine in it. That was nice. I like that. She didn't bring. Well, she didn't bring it into school. Her her parents were waiting it. <laughs> was it corked? What, what's that? Was it corked? Uh, it was screw top. Okay. It made it home though. It was nice. It was a good. It was a nice bottle. I don't know where they. I don't. You know. It was not. It was a nice little basket. It had a bottle of wine. It had some chocolate. It had. Uh, it had uh, like a, a book of like puzzles kind of thing. It was. It was a nice relaxing basket. Uh, I remember once in high school. And this is this is how times have changed, Matt. You will never believe this. So I went to an all-boys Catholic Jesuit high school. It was all-boys my first two years, then we went co-ed. But freshman year, the priests actually sent out a list before Christmas of the booze that they like to drink. Wow. So the last day of school before Christmas break, my dad drives me to school with a case of whiskey in the car. <laughs> which I then took in, put in my locker, and passed out to my various teachers throughout the day. And let me guess, you got all A's. No, I still was uh, barely hanging on. Even How could with, they do that? You gave them whiskey. Uh, you, would think I, I, you would think as they were getting drunk and doing the grades, Isn't they'd remember the who helped them get drunk. Isn't that the ultimate goal of being a teacher, that you base the grade based on the gift that the student gives you? Well, that's changed, because now, now you put in the grades before. Oh, man. Or, or by, like, our grades won't go in until the end of January. So by then, I've you know, you'll forget who gives you something, who doesn't give you something. But real quick, before we have to get out of here, don't spend too much. These are, these are the etiquette tips for teacher gifts. Don't spend too much. Uh, according to some school districts, you can't take gifts worth more than 50. Nobody's going to Nobody's give you give you more than fifty bucks. Uh, keep your gift under twenty bucks. Uh, according to this, use a meaningful gift and let the kids help pick it out or create it. Um, be careful about gifting alcohol. Yeah, you don't want to give too little. You got to give enough. That's probably not what they're saying, but uh, you know, I know I was talking to one of the teachers today, and she said one of her kids' moms asked her yesterday if she liked red or white wine better. And she told her, "I actually need something stronger." And if you're if you know your kids' teachers uh, don't celebrate Christmas, well, you might want to give them something anyway. That's all right. So here are some of the things they say that teachers really want: a thoughtful note from parents and students. Wrong. No, that's always nice. Versatile gift cards, uh, coffee and chocolate. That's pretty good. Uh, it says school supplies, but not for not for Christmas. Don't give uh, school supplies. All right. So there you go. Listen, we got to get out of here. I know it's an hour just uh, flies by. We have uh, many things to do, but have a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate. If not, have just a wonderful week. Best of on Friday. I will be back with you Tuesday morning on the twenty sixth. In for Steve Scafidi, Matt. Have a wonderful Christmas. I will talk to you next week. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Brewers Weekly with Dom Catronio comes your way on the other side of the news. Ho ho ho. It's WTMJ.